What's up, everybody? We are here again with Relationships Worth More Than Money podcast. I am Tweezy Kennedy, your host, and my special guest to the left of me today is none other than my guy, Roland. What's happening? What up, what up, what up? I'm chilling, man. How you? Man, we had a hell of a weekend, didn't we? We did, bro. Yeah, man. Jesus. How, how, um, how long was the 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 hollow Halloween process, like, started? Like, how long did that take? Like, how long was it out, like, far as uh, it was staged? Like, how long did they have that stage up? So, the stage was there, um, the, I think, a day before. Yeah. Yeah, the day before they started. They came early, too, because mm-hmm. I had went there around, like, around 10, and they were already setting up. So, um, so they, yeah, they came early. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Hollow Halloween stage, I forgot. It's some company, um... Outside of Northern Virginia, I don't know yeah. who they are, bro. But they got there early and like started setting up and everything. It was a process, yeah. you know, for them to set up. Uh, I don't envy them one bit. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like I didn't even see them like put the screens up in the DJ booth and right. everything. When I got there, I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? This shit tight, though. Yeah, it's dope, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. Shout out to Crescendo Studios, man. Yes, sir. Uh, Bo and those guys over there. Um, yeah, man, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy, crazy... Uh, year but i want to get on man like how we started man because from my point of view it was more of a like i was working at the studio you had like some business venture with him and then uh you ain't fucking like me bro nah, no i don't know what i did to nah, you no i was i was i'm a, i'm the type of person man where like where if it ain't no business dealing with me i'm not going to deal with that person especially if the people didn't introduce me to him that's true. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't look at it as, like, I didn't rock with you. It was more like, shit, I guess they don't want me to know who this person is. Because any other time, I was, you know, the man there. Like, I everybody knew who I was. Yeah. But at the same time, they, I guess they didn't want me to know. But um, at the end of the day, I always knew you was a dope person because I seen how you moved when you was um when you was managing uh, Heaven. And I was like, oh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like I like how you doing things. So, like, how did that start, man? Like, how did it start far as, like, I guess you can say, how did we connect? Because that, that's the thing. Oh, man. So, it's weird, man. So, like, at first, I was like, yo, this nigga don't fuck with me at all, bro. Like, what I do to this dude, yeah. right? Um, but then, like, you know, I just was, I was coming around more and I was seeing you more. And I think, we had our first conversation. We were talking about, um, it was like an active shooting situation that just had happened or something like that. Yeah. We were all like standing in a hallway just talking about it. And that was like our first conversation. And then like, you know, when I was having my grievances and stuff, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when I, I think I had your number at this point because yeah. of Parkfest. Right. So when Parkfest was over, when I had my grievances, I hit you up and we're kind of like, you know what I'm saying, on the same page with a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And that's when I knew, like, not only the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right. but also, like, yo, me and this dude think alike. Like, I'm pretty sure that we can uh, we can do some cool shit together. Yeah, man. Um, that's a fact. We've been doing a lot of cool shit together. A lot of cool shit. Also, shout out to Roland because he's also the video guy behind Relationships Worth More Than Money. Yeah. And we want to give a big shout out, too, to... Marcus Allen, you know what I mean? Shout for, out to uh, my guy, man. For for uh, lacing me with that dope, dope uh intro music for the for the show. And he co-produced it too. 
A word? Yeah, man. Like, he came through um, one day in the stew, and um, I was like, what you, what you got? Like, what you want to work on? He was like, he's like, yo, pull up, pull up Splice. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he, he pulled up, we pulled up Splice, and he showed me, like, this one sound. Like, it was the first sound that I heard. I said, oh, yeah, let's load that up. Yeah. Let's load that up right now. Because he already had the hook. He said, look, bro, this the hook right here. And he starts talking about it. I'm talking relationships. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this the, this the sound right here. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, me, man, being a drummer, you know, I added my drums to it. And he was like, hey, put this right here, put this right there. So, like, I always give credit, man. I um never want to say I did it all because that's never me. I'm, I'm a collaborative type person. You for know sure. what I'm saying? So, yeah, shout out to Marcus Allen um, for, oh, for co-producing it and writing the song. Um, and also, we got a open verse challenge, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I want everybody to know that it's an open verse. If you go on any streaming platform, we got an open verse challenge that you can download the song. And if you can't download it from uh, Apple Music or uh, Spotify or any other respective streaming platform, hit me. I'll send it straight to you. Uh, shout out to Kitty. Kitty already sent me one back. Uh, I met her at the um, the uh, writing camp that I went to at Outcast Stankonia Studios. In Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she sent me something back. It was dope. It was dope. So it's like yeah, I yeah. want to see. I want to hear what else, what other people got, and we'll go from there. But let's get back to the um the whole Parkfest, man. Parkfest is that's my baby, man. Yeah, Parkfest is where I feel to me. It's like a it's like a stepping stone, but it's also gonna be a world renowned name when you come to the DMV area because a lot of people not doing it the way you're doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about that, man. No, I appreciate that. Um, so I started Park Fest in 2018, right? Yeah. Um the funny thing about it is like me and Squares, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Squares. Shout out to Squares. Yeah, my dude, man. Yeah. So I met him actually in uh I had just graduated high school too. I was like 2010. That's when me and him met. So, you know, we always like bounce ideas off each other musically. And um, we we're talking about this festival. I forgot the name of it. I mean, I hadn't been living in Northern Virginia like that long at that point. Mm -hmm. But it was this festival that Northern Virginia used to have. And it was like pretty much a music festival, but they stopped doing it. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like, we need stuff like that around here, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can go to the venues and all that, and you can, like, you know, perform there, but you're at the mercy of, you know, what days they have available, you know, what time, how's the parking situation, stuff like that. Or you can have, like, something big where, like, everyone can come together, right? Future notice, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we just we just talking about that, and um, we were drinking a little bit back when I used to drink. Yeah. We were drinking a little bit, and... um. We were just talking like, yo, we should do something like that. And of course, like those conversations happen, right? Mm -hmm. Where you talk about shit and you forget about it the next day. Yeah. I'm the type of person where I'm just like, yo, if my mind set to something, boy, I'm gonna hit the ground running, right? Right. Um, so yeah, so I was just like, it was like, what? I think we had it in like June. Um, and this was like March when we had this conversation. Mm -hmm. So I was like, fuck it. Let's see if I can set something up. So I'm like reaching out to artists, right? Artists I know, artists I don't know. And just like selling them, right? Just yeah. like, yo, this is what I'm thinking of doing. This is what it could be. And I ain't gonna lie. A lot of people shit on me in the beginning, right? Right. It's like, you know, like somebody said it sounds stupid, right? 
um, someone someone was like, um, like you know, oh, it's already been tried before. Like it's just not possible. Blah blah. People were trying to like change my idea and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it is what it is, right? I don't hold anything against them or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I did have like a lot of people who were just like down, just like yeah, shit. I mean, hey, you know what I'm saying? If 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 that's what you have in mind, let's see where it goes. Um, so then I linked up with the studio called um, Mixmasters Pro. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, so the original. Yeah, the original. Yeah. So then we did it, uh, we did it together or whatever. And um, you know, it it was it was all right. I mean, for a first year thing that was set up in three months, you know, it was kind of more like a big ass picnic, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was with some music on the side. Um, but it was it was pretty cool. Um, probably the worst space you could ever have it at. We had it just park in Alexandria. I mean, the worst stage. The shit, the shit was, was it ran down. Bad. It the stage was kind of yeah. yeah. Um, and it had, I think it had like rained or some shit like that. Um, and then like it just wasn't like the right setting, right? Yeah. Um, and then the pandemic happened, of course. So now we're gonna jump to 2022, where I have the next park fest, right? Right. And I don't mean to like skip over other questions, but let's skip to that where, you know, it's still, I still have the outdoor idea, but, you know, we're moving up now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I mean, that was just always the goal, right? To like, you know, even if I got to move up and, you know, progress, you know, slowly, um, I'm cool with that, mm-hmm. right? Because as long as I'm getting better year by year. And then you look at ParkFest 2023 where, all right, cool. We go try something new, and I feel like we're at the spot in Park Fest now, where you know we can try out new shit, right? It won't be so detrimental if I was to change something or try something new, you know? Right. So yeah. Question. What's up? Why? Uh, what made you want to like put on with different genres of music for Park Fest? I think, I think you're the only festival that does that mm-hmm. in this area. I can't I can't say for anywhere else, but for this area, you're the only person to have multiple genres at the festival. Yeah. So like um, it's one of those things. The best way I can explain it is you never know, right? So for instance, um, you know how black people just fuck with Paramore, right? Yeah. Right? Even even if you're like, you know, if you're you listen to hip hop mostly, you you fuck with Paramore, right? Like, a lot of different genres. You know, yeah. right? But, you know, it's not to say, like, anybody. Like, me, for me, for example, love hip-hop music, me. But I, I don't fuck with Taylor Swift, right? Right. This probably going to fuck up your podcast, Damn, but bro. I don't... I'm don't, I, sorry. I don't fuck with Taylor Swift like that. <laughs> you don't fuck with the Swifties? I don't, man. I just... I don't listen to her music or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But she... The shit she does, like, incredible. She's dope. She's yeah. super dope. No doubt. Um, But then, like, of course... Let's just throw out, throw out a band. Let's say the Friday Night Boys, right? All-time low bands like that. Mm-hmm. Um, more like, you know, the whole emo scene, like, back in the day. But, like, you know, like, I, I I will listen to, like, you know, things here or there, even though I have, you know, my favorite type of music here. So the reason is because, like, the reason I did that, actually, is because um, even though I can have some hip-hop music, right? And let's say, you know, these artists are the hip-hop artists and they bring all their fans, right? Right. But then you got an artist like, you know, um, let's say this year, you know, Karen Cooley, right? Who performed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, dope. Yeah. But her music 
you know, that's something like even I resonate with yeah. because I think that shit's cool as fuck, right? right? And then you got all these hip hop fans who, you know, they love that music, but also they can check her out and be like, oh shit, shit's dope. Right, yeah. even though it's a different genre, not what you're used to. Right, and then everything can like mix and match and stuff like that. As long as you do it right, it works. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't just throw like one country artist in there, right? If right. it's like some like deep south type country, you know what right. I'm saying? I would yeah. just throw them in there and just like see what happens. Right. You have to make sure like the vibes fit. So that's why, like, you know, I always get artists to send me their music, to send me, you know, all of their links, stuff like that. That way, I can see like. What'll, what'll flow well and what'll mm-hmm. fit well. So what what 2024 gonna look like? Shit, 2024, we'll probably go back outdoors. Okay. Um, that stage? That stage. Yeah. Yeah. So we we'll probably go back outdoors. Um, and we'll just have uh, more vendors for sure. Um, that drink vendor was dope. And the, um, the taco vendor was banging. Banging, bro, Yo, right? For 12 bucks. That's- not bad at all. Man, you can't beat that. Right? You can't beat that. And I'm thinking like, you know, maybe food trucks this time around. Now, it was just more so, you know, doing it indoors was to make sure we can have it for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, after 2022, I'm very like weary about working with new people. So when I came to Bo and we were like talking about, you know, Park Fest and what we are going to do, even though like, you know, he had these ideas and I definitely believed in them. I'm still kind of standoffish because I'm I'm so protective of Park Fest. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. You know. It's like it's like your your creativity. Like you you never wanna wanna relinquish your creativity, and that's the problem that we have with artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Artists don't never want to give up some of their creativity or listen to what we what we uh what we give to make the song better because yeah. they're so tight knit on their creativity, but. A lot of times when you actually do get that reach out relationship with somebody that's going to, you know, push it. They might push it a little further. They might yeah. tarnish it. But at the same time, I get it. I know it, why. It'll give you, it'll definitely give you new ideas. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, for like for this year, when I when I first met Bo, and I was just telling him like, yo, you know, this is what I'm thinking of doing, da, da, da. He thought the shit was cool instantly, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I have, you know, I have trouble, like, when people, you know, say, oh, this is really cool. It's like, yo, are you fucking with me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Are you bullshitting me or just yeah. say you really feel, you know? Um, so, yeah, so when I um, when I had it this year, I wanted to go easy on, you know, the alcohol, easy on the food vendors, right? Let's see what we can do with the stage, with all this stuff, right? Let's see how many tickets the artists are going to sell. Let's see mm-hmm. if they'll come out, you know? And bigger than I thought. Right. right, especially with it being indoors this year. Right. Um. So now we can probably we could probably push it back outdoors and let's you know have more artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, I definitely learned a lot. But you know, especially this year, I definitely learned a lot. But I mean, this is probably like the most fun one yeah. I ever did. So also, man, to caveat for that, man, Parkfish, I feel, for artists, is is uh. A must. You have to. You have to come and experience Park Fest. I think to me, for artists, they need to get out that little crab hole that they in, yeah, and and see what the people react to. Because yeah. a lot of times, a lot of those artists is that this this is their first performance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So no why not gauge the crowd, gauge your target audience, figure out what is your target audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and, and work your way up and do more shows. But I think. 
a lot of artists get beside themselves <laughs> and think that they bigger than what they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I said, bro, I think you're the only one that's doing it to where if you sell tickets, you're going to get a percentage back. Yeah. So yeah. you're getting paid to perform. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm I'm super big on that. Yeah. Man. It's it's pay pay to pay. It's like it's kind of like the pay to producer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The campaign that everybody all the producers doing, especially like producer grind and, and, and the guys down there in the ATL, like pay to pay the artists. Like pay the artists. Cause a lot of times the artists do all these shows and they don't have the with them. Mm-hmm. The what's in it for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times it's discouraging. And I think um your your platform is helping artists figure out which way they want to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's helping them, all right, do I want to do more stage shows? Do I want to do, do more intimate shows? Do I want to do festivals? Do I want to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all these different type of shows, but it's also a lot of artists out there that's hindering themselves because they're not doing the the bare, not even the bare, the bare minimum. They're not doing the bare minimum by selling X amount of tickets. Yeah, and it's you know like, it teaches you a lot. Park Festival teach you a lot, right? Even though this sounds simple, but it teaches you, one, how to market yourself. Right. Right. How to market an upcoming show. How to sell tickets, right? Even if you, one thing people don't realize is, you know, and I'm I'm not shitting on anybody, right? Because I'll support the artist no matter what, right? right? Even after Park Fest, right? I'll still support you. Um you're not big enough to the point, and I don't care who you are, you're not big enough to a point where you post once and the shit will sell out. Right. Right. We're not even there. Like, if we, if you want to be honest, right, even some of the biggest comedians or even biggest artists will post it, but they have people for that, but they'll post constantly. Right. Um, you know, in that market, you know what I'm saying? Or something like, you know what I'm saying? Wherever they're going, mm-hmm. so they can, they can, you know, get those ticket sales yeah. up, Right. So what makes you think that, oh, I'll post once and, like, shit will be good? Like, it don't work like that, you Especially know? Especially with the algorithms. Yeah. The way they moving. Yeah, because you post once, right? I might not even see that shit. Right. Right? You know what I'm saying? But a fucking a person that's lived two states away will probably see it, but they're not coming. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, it teaches you, you know, how to market yourself, uh, how to sell tickets, but also... It it can't break you, right? It can't break you, mm-hmm. and it's and it's and Park Fest isn't you know isn't Coachella just yet, but you right. know it'll put you in the mindset of damn if I can't do this, like you know I'm fucking up, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I'm always there for the artists too, like yeah. you know if they have any questions or anything, I always like message <clears> them, <throat> let them know where they are when it comes to ticket sales, and be like yo if you need any help, you know, just let me know, and I can just you know teach you a couple things, right? Yeah. Um, and then also, like when it comes to when it comes to performing, I always, you know, have a have a space for them to rehearse. Yeah, like, you, you know, definitely what I'm saying? do. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know, if you need to rehearse, just hit me up. I got a spot for you. Don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about paying. Just like you know, be there on time, and you know, what I'm saying, have everything with you, and so you can. You know, you can rehearse and stuff like that. So I provide pretty much everything for the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to take advantage of it. Which real. nobody else is doing, yeah. by the way. Yeah, because I care, man. And also, when it comes to payment, um, you see a lot, of, a lot of venues and stuff. And I understand because their overhead is probably crazy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, artists have to sell like this many tickets in order to get a percentage, mm-hmm. right? 
and you know stuff like that. It's kind of it's kind of weird to me, but I don't really understand it because I don't operate a business like that. But I'm more so like, you know, even if you sell one ticket, you get a percentage. You know, you get like a certain percent. I think I do like 60% or something like that. Right. Even though for one ticket. But the thing is, you want to sell more tickets. You want to make more money, obviously. Right. You know the, what I'm the, saying? The goal is to, to pack the crowd. Yeah. Pack the yeah. crowd. And here's the thing. For everybody that's out there, artists, if you are an artist and you want to do shows, you have friends if these friends don't rock with you and you support them with everything they do, you might want to get some new friends, yep. all right? Like, dead ass. Like, you need to get some new friends because you have to have some type of support. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because I've seen shows where other people were doing performances or showcases is what they call them. And uh, they pretty much either, in order for them to perform, they got to sell $300 worth of tickets. So what do they do? Just pay the $300 and then go go perform. Now you about to go and perform in front of some people you don't even know when you could have some friends, family members, somebody out there, you know what I mean? Grind. Yeah. Go out there and sell it to a, a random Joe Schmo. You know what I'm saying? Get out there and sell the tickets because if them people show up, that's dedication. Yep. One fan, two fans, three fans is better than you paying it for yourself and you're you start getting down on yourself because now you're you're basically paying yourself to perform. And that, that never made sense. That to never me, right? makes sense. You because know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, right, you're cheating yourself. Exactly. Right. So like, you know, even for Park Fest, right? Um, I gotta hope like an artist doesn't like, you know, just keep keep buying them and buying for themselves. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you're losing 40% of your money, right? But also no one's coming to support you. Right. So, so you're right back where you started. So you got to kind of, you know, the whole point is to like build your way up because right. what's going to happen is, honestly, I'm not a dick when it comes to this. You know what I'm saying? But I tried, I want you to better yourself. Mm -hmm. But a lot of venues and stuff, like they'll just end up blacklisting you. Right? Because it's right. like, all right, cool. They perform here twice. They bought zero people. Like, you know, if they want another show, why, the, why would I do that? And what's, what's, black, what's blacklisting for the people that don't know? So blacklisting is pretty much, uh, so what'll end up happening is, let's say you got five venues in the area, right? And of course, like these venues have a name, of course. So um, let's say venue one, you perform there two times, right? And uh, they you send them an email the third time and they don't respond to you or, you know, you just can't perform there anymore. What's fucked up about that is, let's say venue two, you go to perform there. Then they'll call around to see like, hey, have you ever heard of this person? Um, you know, what's their, what's their traffic looking like? What's their ticket sales looking like? And, you know, person at venue one be like, oh yeah, they performed here one time. They didn't bring out anybody. You know, they didn't really do any promotion. So now that's going to discourage everyone else around you uh, from kind of, you know what I'm saying, bring you in to perform, um, especially if you're a local artist. And it sucks. It hurts. Right. Um, it hurts you as an artist. But, that's the thing, man. If if this is what you want to do, I mean, you got to put everything into it, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, there, there are so many artists that I know, you know what I'm saying, who have their core, like, you know what I'm saying, their core friends or whatever, right? Right. So what they would do is, of course, you know, if they have a show coming up, let's say they have, you know, seven to ten friends or whatever, they, they'll come out to everything and anything, which is amazing, right? 
So if they got a show coming up, you know, they'll they'll get those friends to buy tickets. Those friends will buy tickets. They'll come. They'll be in the front. They'll be hyping them up and everything, right? I know a couple artists like that, and those are the best friends to have. What I fucking hate seeing, though, is if you're an amazing artist, but you're kind of timid, but also, like, you do get a couple friends out, but those friends, like, stand in the back and, like, don't really, like, go up to the front and, like, yeah. you know, help you feel comfortable and cheer you on. Man, that shit's kind of whack to Yeah, because they get stage fright. They might get stage fright. They need, they need something to, to cool them To make them, them feel off. comfortable. Because if it's you know no alcohol or nothing involved, you know what I'm saying? Like, how they going to ease that? You yeah, know what I mean? Ease exactly. that, that, that stage fright. But, yeah, man, um, that's definitely a, a downfall for some artists. Um, but, again... It's too many dope artists out here that has the opportunity to perform and has the opportunity to perform, what, every last Thursday at Crescendo? Yeah, so Thursday Mike Live. So Thursday every, Mike Live. Every, Bo, SNRG, shout out to them. Yo, shout um, out to my guys. Every they, last Thursday at Crescendo. Yeah. Damn, sorry, I don't mean to No, you good, you good. Every last Thursday at Crescendo, um, there's it's a big-ass open mic, right? And you just, you know, come through, sign up, um, and of course, like you want to tell as many people, you know, you know about it, right? The more people, the better, you know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. Like being discovered, gaining new fans and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, come through and like, you know, perform, you perform one song. If there are not a lot of, you know, other performers, maybe you can do two. Um, and then right afterwards, you can go on their podcast and get interviewed. Like this is yeah. really cool. For free. For free. For free. Every last Thursday of the month at Crescendo Studios. Yeah. So, yeah. So, another thing with that, you guys do it every last Thursday. I'm not sure, but shout out to Jirani, Coffee House in Manassas. Um, Ken, uh, the whole team over there, man, they've been super dope. When I lived in Manassas, it's a lot of talent out in Manassas, too. The whole DMV, man, like, Northern Virginia has a melting pot full of talent outside of D.C. and Baltimore and P.G. County. And that's the thing. It's like they're they're scared to either perform or, but it's so many opportunities that they can do, which Jirani, I believe, was doing it every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, they was doing open mics. And I think they have up to 30 acts. You just have to get there at a certain time. Yeah. Put your name down. And that's how I built a lot of my relationships from, running into artists, running into producers, engineers, you know what I'm saying? And building relationships through there and which is still going. Like, you know what I mean? I still yeah. got good lasting relationships with these people. Um, and I think artists needs to do that circuit first. Yeah. Do the open mic circuit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, you're, you're, never, you're never too good or too big. No. Nah. shit, bro. Go out and hit everything, right? Hit them all, man. Yeah, hit, because, I mean, hit them all. Because what it's going to do is, for one, it's going to build your confidence. Mm-hmm. Two, it's going to build your audience. Yep. And three, it's going to give you a fan base. Exactly. A local fan base. And that's that's needed, right? You got to right. have a local fan base. That's huge. Because when you go to these other cities and other towns, just like how you said, them, them venues asking about you. Yeah. Outside venues gonna gonna check and see if you got some type of fan base yep. in order for you to even get into their venue and build a relationship and do do shows there. So yeah. yeah, man, that's 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 a big thing for all artists out there, man. Make sure y'all going out there and and doing these these open mics. Um, 
I hate to say it, but sometimes you do got to pay to play. This is a pay to play business, man. It ain't nothing's free. If if it's beneficial, if, if it's, it's beneficial, beneficial, yeah. And if it's if it's right, like you know what I mean. Don't just give your money up to anybody for a showcase, knowing you're not getting nothing back in return. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I've like, seen I've seen stuff like that. But these type of events, these open mics, they're normally free. Yeah. So if you want something free, do the open mics. Do the open mics and get your name up. In the, in the in the streets, in the community, in the neighborhoods, and keep going. You know For what I'm sure. saying? But you, you not only have Park Fest, you got this stuff right here, man. SLR visuals, yes, sir. SLR visuals. Talk to me about it, man. Where did it start? What made you what made you start it? Cause I know you from Richmond, but where did it start and where you want to take it? Oh, man. So it started in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this shit just happened by chance, for real. So I joined uh, Yearbook, of course. Cause Damn, I, Yearbook was dope. Yeah, year, it, it was all right for me. Like, I'm mad I didn't I do mean, it because everybody everybody that did Yearbook was in a, was more in the book than everybody else. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, mad, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I ain't catch that one. I even like, you know how you got like, uh, you know, most athletic, like most... Nigga, yeah. I was making up categories so I could put myself in, bro. Yeah. Like, what? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at nobody fight it. Yeah, I mean, what they go do, right? Yeah. Um, but like they needed someone to like go take pictures of like, you know, different clubs and stuff like that. Um and I mean, that's when I really like started getting into like, you know, photography, right? Mm-hmm. They gave us a little digital camera and I was like, oh, this shit is fun. Um, and then my art teacher at the time, she got me hip to like art schools, stuff like that. Um you know, how you could take it further, right? Yeah. So I was, like, so, I mean, oblivious to, like, all of this, right? Um, so that's where it started. Because um, she she really got me hip to everything outside of uh, outside of where I'm from. Yeah. So then what, what actually ended up happening was, at the time, man, them cameras were fucking expensive, bro. And fresh out of high school, man, I ain't buying shit. I'm so, learning that now. Dog. It's crazy. Crazy. That joint costs more than a lot of music equipment. Yeah, I can see that. Literally. I, I think Kadeen was telling me one of the lenses, the one the NFL guys use, she said it was like, what, 20000 like 20000 yeah. Yeah. The top mic that everybody uses in, in, in the industry, well, not everybody, but most people use, that Sony mm-hmm. C800, that's 10000 Oh, damn. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I that's mean, the top of the line mic. You know what I'm saying? The thing about these lenses, though, bro, it's like, there's never one, right? So it's never one that you can just get and just be all right with. Mm-hmm. So I mostly use prime lenses, of course. Um, so like, I got one for 35 millimeter, right? Which is the one we're using now. I usually use that more for like either up close photos, but mostly for video. Then I got the 50 millimeter, which I use for like headshots, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 85 millimeter. And then, you know, so on and so forth. And then you look at like Kadeem, for example. Kadeem got the damn 24 to 85 or 24 to 70 millimeter. Like, it's just there are so many and they all have different uses. Right. Um, and then, of course, like one, one 35 millimeter will be like, so a 35 millimeter lens, they could be like two or three of them, right? So mm-hmm. you got a 35 millimeter 1.8, 1.4, 1.2, different aperture. So it's just like um, how much it'll 
pretty much how, how much it'll blur, blur the background. Right. Um, but, like, you know, they're so different sizes. They're so clear and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, you can get, like, the 35 millimeter um, 1.8. So, when I just got, I just like 500. But then if you want the 1.2, it's like $2,400. So, you know, it's, it's From like. 1.8 to 1.2. Yeah. Jesus. Just a couple stops, bro. And yeah. it's like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, you just kind of get what you need, honestly. I'm not really in the game of like, you know, getting shit for the fuck of it. It's like, if I need it, I'll get it. But if I don't, I'm cool on that, right? Yeah. Um, and then like the camera themselves, man, sometimes the, the lens will cost, I mean, yeah, the lens will cost more than the camera. Like, for example, the, um, even the R6, I think the R6 was like two, three grand. Mm-hmm. And then this one right here was like almost three grand. But then like, of course, if I were to buy like, shit, even if I were to buy like, you know, 50 millimeter, 1.2, I think there's a 1.2 or 1.4 or something yeah. like that. That shit will probably end up costing more than that. Um, just for example, I may be totally wrong, but yeah, so like, you know, you can end up just getting a body and then a lens will end up costing more than the body you just bought. So it's yeah. crazy. That, that's crazy, man. So where where you feel like you wanted to go? And well, before that, what is some things that you learned from SLR Visual? Man, look. <laughs> Don't look for your close friends or family to support you. Don't, no, say I that say, again. Say that again. Don't look for your let me let me rephrase it. Don't expect your your friends and family to support you. Why? Because man, like shit. I don't know. They'll disappoint you every time. Every time. Um, thing about it is, and I'm not shitting on anybody, but I'm just it's like, facts though. You know, yeah, it's, it's facts. No doubt. Your like, your biggest fan gonna be somebody you don't even somebody know. Somebody I don't even know. Bro. I can be behind you a ten thousand percent. It's gonna be somebody around you. A hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna rock with you a hundred thousand. Not saying it's devaluing me, but that's just how the game goes. It's just the crazy thing is this, right? And this is when I really realized that shit. So I don't know like any of my friends who I post shit on Instagram pretty much every day. I mean, they don't really like that shit, right? Yeah. Um, but then like, you know. It's all like, you know, either people I just met or people who, you know, mm-hmm. people who are interested in what I do. But when I really, when I really realized this was, I, I wouldn't get bookings from like my friends or anything. I think I did get, you know, some one, one of my friends inquired about it, but he was like asking for a discount or some shit like that, which <laughs> insults the fuck out of me every time. <sighs> um, yeah. But then like my ex booked me for her wedding. And like she didn't have to do that, but you know what I'm saying. She's, but she know your work. Yeah, she know my work and she know my worth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. She hired me for her wedding, and that's probably like my favorite shoot that I've done so far, right? Because I think it really, I really pushed myself to like you know make something you know great, mm-hmm. try new things and stuff like that. And man, I I love that shoot. But like you know, it's like damn, like, I can't really expect anything from anybody. Right. Right. So. You know, I just go out there and and work and hustle, right? Um, like, and of course, like, and when I'm doing that, I'm planting seeds along the way. And who's to know what could, you know, come of it? So, for instance, like, I was doing this yoga studio, 
right? Yeah. Um, they needed like new new content for their website, and I didn't have to, you know, what I'm saying hook them up, but I did because it was like, all right, cool. If you break down like the days and what I want to do, and I threw in like some free headshots, right? Nice. I was like, fuck it, I throw that in, right? Um, a lot of their clients were like asking for my business card, right? And then like the people I did the headshots for, you know, now they're buying their headshots, you know what I'm saying? Each person, $70 yeah. um, for each headshot that I did. And it's like, damn, that's and extra money. Was that was that from you actually shooting the video, the content for them, or was that like after, like they seen your work? And no, then... they haven't even seen my content at that point. The, the clients that they have, right. they haven't seen my content. They just saw me with a camera and was like, oh, can I get a card? Wow. Right? This one lady was so like, So people oh, still ask for cards. Oh, I always keep them on me. Man, I, I got Popple, the digital That's, card. That works, but, but you not have for to, the older. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, so I always like keep cards around just in case, because you never know who will see it and who will pick it up, who will contact me. I mean, I got the wildest shit. But um, yeah, this one lady was like, Yeah, my kids coming home for Thanksgiving. Like, you know what I'm saying? Can can you do a shoot with us in my garden? I was like, yeah. Or whatever. Like garden was big as hell. But I ain't do it yet. Oh, it's it coming up. It ain't Thanksgiving yet, nigga. Oh, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's coming up. You though. got it it's coming, coming up. up. Yeah, it's coming oh, up. You got a Thanksgiving shoot. But she hadn't seen like any of my any of my content or anything. She was yeah. just like, "I want to hire you. Give me a car." She just saw me with a right. camera. Um, and then like the the um, the employees of the studio, you know, after they seen my work, they were just like, "Yeah, we want a body." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I wasn't like. You know, oh, like, you know, you can't have them. I was willing to give them to them for free. Yeah. They're like, we want to buy these. And I'm just like, all right, I ain't fight it. It's like extra money, cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, I also learned, like, motherfuckers ain't going to never be satisfied. Like, because um, I, I like to think my prices aren't too bad compared to, like, a lot of prices that I see. Mm-hmm. And people still find a way to complain. So it's like, damn. But, um yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't really. I, I told my sister this yesterday. She when she see this, she gonna be like, yep, you're right. Um, she she does, she's a seamstress. She can make clothes. She can she she taught me something. I didn't know what couture meant. Like, you know how you had like the different juicy coutures and all those different brands that had couture on it? Yeah. That means it's handmade. Couture means handmade. So my that. sister, my sister went to um fashion design school in Chicago. Yeah. And um she was fire. She made her own prom dress, bro, when she was in high school. No so shit. I knew she was different, and she loves art. So um, I told her yesterday, because a, a, a client wanted her to, uh, like, him him his, his uh, trousers mm-hmm. for, like, some some tuxedo or something. And uh, he wanted them hemmed a different way. Because normally, you, when you get your, 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 uh, your pants hemmed, you know what I'm saying, it's hemmed the same way. But he wanted his to be like on the like sag on the back, like kind of like touch the bottom of your shoe. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, okay. I the got bottom you. of it, the heel, touch the bottom of the heel, and then mm-hmm. the front kind of like rose up or whatever. Yeah. And she asked him, like, are you sure? You know what I'm saying? And the dude was like, Yeah, older, older, way older guy, grandfather type age. And um, he was like, Yeah, his wife was like, Yeah, you sure? He was like, She was like, this is what it's gonna look like. She did it. The guy was like uh calling her, harassing her, like one o'clock in the morning, like, hey, you you messed up my my pants, da 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 da. I need my I need I don't even want my money back. I want a new suit. I want a brand new suit from you. And she was like, What? 
And I asked her, I said, I said, yo, Kayla, how much, how much you charge that dude? And she was like, way less than I should have charged. I said, never devalue your value. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fine. Because people got to understand your value and your worth. Once they understand your worth, because everybody's, we got a billion photographers in the DMV. Yeah. But guess what? Your worth is your worth. Yeah. Same thing with music. You know what I'm saying? Producers, engineers, it's a million of us. But your worth is your worth. And what you bring to the table is not the same as everybody else. That's so um, when I told her that, she was like, you know what? You right. So same with you, bro. Like, we, we, we're going to always get those people that's going to de- try to devalue or try to get the discount. The devalue and discount people. Yeah. The double Ds. That's what we're going to call them. The devalue discount people. The DDPs. Yep. So, them the people, man, like your family, your friends, and, and, and some unknown person that's trying to get over all the time when you know damn well we're going to present you quality work. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So, man, that shit happened to Kadeem, bro. I know. Did he tell you that story? Man, it happened to him a couple times. Dog. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to tell you podcast because this yeah. shit's wild. We did. So I had someone booked me for this wedding, right? And they were just like, do you know any videographers? I was like, of course. I called Kadeem immediately. I was like, yo, can you do this wedding with me? I gave him the date details and everything. Gave him their information and he set it up. So granted, I feel like I should have been on that call just yeah. so he'll have someone to back him up when he comes in the show right. or whatever. So he asked them, like, how they wanted it, how they want it done, da-da-da. And they told him. And then, of course, like, you go over it with them every time. Mm-hmm. You just be like, all right, cool. You sure you want? Because I, I even did that. It's like, yo, all right, so you want pictures of this? You want pictures of this? Do you want pictures getting ready? You sure you don't want pictures getting ready? Because I don't want to miss it, blah, blah, Um, And then after that, cool. You got it in your mind. You got it, you know, written down, however you do it. Um, and that's how you're going to shoot it. So, bruh, it's usually, of course, if you make videos like that, like when I did wedding videos, they're usually like four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it's like a little reel, maybe like a minute or two. Um, but Kadeem gave him like a 14-minute video. And what they do? Right? Nah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say I wanted this. I thought you were going to like, you know, film the entire ceremony. And Kadeem was like, oh, if you want it like that, that's like a live stream. Like, you know, that's a whole different different. price point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's disappointing every time when you try to hook somebody up and they shit on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he he went above and beyond for them. You know, that's what they... The thing about it is, right, if you wanted a live stream, you obviously saw the nigga wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, recording the whole thing. He was moving around with the camera. Right. Say something afterwards, like you know what I'm saying. You just yeah. smiling and shit. So, I mean, that was like a whole thing within itself, man. And that shit, I felt bad because, like, you know, I put him on with them, mm-hmm. so I apologized like a billion times. He was like, "Oh, don't worry about it. It ain't your fault." But they were like the worst. Yeah, man, you gonna you gonna you gonna run into some people like that. Definitely, most definitely, you gonna run into some people like that because, um, like I said, man, it's it's. Some people just ungrateful and they don't understand the value that you present when you step in the room. And um, some it's unfortunate, but at the same time, yeah. these are lessons. These are lessons we learn. 
Because it's never an L. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's an L, but it's not a loss. For sure. It's a lesson. So, like, we learn from that. But I think what y'all should do, because I told my sister, too, um, y'all need to get, like, an agreement uh, page or something to yeah. let them know, hey, this is what you're getting. Do you understand what this is? Yes. Do you understand that <laughs> this is this price? If you want anything else, this is this price. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Sign and date. On my site now, thankfully. After that situation happened, that's what really, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying, gave me, you know what I'm saying, really kicked me into doing this. So mm -hmm. every time, like, you try to book on my site, you know, it'll send you an agreement just to let you know, like, what you're getting. Kind of like a contract, you know, and then you pay your um, deposit or whatever. And then, like, if someone tries to, like, text me to book, I just be like, boom, they go to link right there. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to go through that shit, man. I saw what Kadeem was going through. Like, that's stress, bro. Yeah. Nah. You know, what's, I can't. What's your site for the podcast? www.slrvisuals. Oh, www that's S. Boom. On, nigga, I'm still saying it, nigga. SLRvisuals.com. Yeah. But let's get to some real shit, man. Oh, man. It's yeah, you see it? It's crazy, man, because, you know, <sighs> we had to put a spanking on them, uh, the Nittany Lions. And, yes, I'm from Detroit, man, and people always ask me, Sweet, how the hell you a damn Lion? Uh, you not a Lions fan. You a Ravens fan. And I told them, man, like I tell everybody else, when the Lions did Barry Sanders wrong in the 90s, I left. I left until I found a team that I liked, which was the Ravens in 99. Who speaking of, his documentary coming out. The Barry Sanders joint? Yeah, it's yeah. coming up. Yep, I, yep. I want to see that. And part. the crazy part is the Ravens derived from your team. Cleveland Browns, man. Yep, they moved, they moved the Brownies to Baltimore in 99. And, um, you know, you a Browns fan, bro. Of course, all day. Yeah. Browns yeah. actually good this year, man. I've been rooting for them, man. Like, I love sports. And I love, I just love just, yeah, everything. The team, the players. Um, if they got a good coach, good organization. The Lions ain't have a good organization until about two years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't stand the Fords because they were uh, – I don't think they was in it for the team and the, and the, and the fans. I think they were just in it for the bread. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of owners like that. And mind you, you the Fords. You the creators of vehicles. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't need no, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like we need to focus on the team. So, what? Um, just like me being a Ravens fan, how the hell you become a damn Browns fan oh, man. from Virginia? So, believe it or not, bruh. My brother, my brother, he's really smart or whatever, right? So he used to go on these like trips and stuff when he was in uh he was in high school. I think he was like tenth, eleventh grade or something. He's going on these trips and of course they're like over the weekend, you stay and then they take the kids to the mall, something like that. Mm -hmm. So one weekend my brother went away and I think I was like I had to be like in sixth or seventh grade. Um that's right, sixth grade. And my brother, he went to the mall and they had a lot of like discount brown shit, right? Yeah. And, of course, we in Virginia, bro. Like, of course, all the brown shit would be discounted, especially, you know, I don't think we had a team at that point. Right. Um, shit, I don't know. But anyways, long story short, they had a bunch of discount brown stuff, stuff like that, like hats, bumper stickers. And my brother just got me, like, a bunch of brown stuff. And he brought it back to me. And I was like, what the fuck is the browns? Like, I, yeah. I had no idea 
And I was like, what is this? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's when I really started to get, like, really get into video games, like, into Madden and shit like that. Yeah. So I just started, everything just fell into place. So I just started, like, choosing them browns and stuff like that and started getting, getting to, like, really learn the is players. When, when Peyton Hillis was there? No, this is before Peyton okay. Hillis. This one, like, Charlie Fry was the quarterback. Jeez, so Charlie Fry. Charlie Fry, bro. Jeez. Yes, sir. So it, it was a minute ago. So then I started, like, to learn, like, all the players. And then a fucking game came on TV. Um, I was at my grandma's. I remember this like it was yesterday. A game came on TV on CBS. It was the Browns versus the Bengals. And, boy, they were going at it. It was a shootout. And I was mm-hmm. like... Oh, I can fuck with this team. So then I've been a Browns fan ever since. Damn. Yeah. Browns. Yeah, man. They just traded Donovan People Jones too, man. Uh, to Detroit. Yes, yeah, sir. to Detroit, man. I, uh, you know he's from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he went to Michigan. Yeah. Like, Cash right. Tech went to Michigan. Yeah, he eat all the way, Detroit, everything. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm Detroit everything except Alliance. It just, it don't make sense though. It makes a lot of sense. Guess what? Champions build champions, right? Mm-hmm. When you coming from a city like Detroit, everybody always, you know, we like the underdogs. You know what I'm saying? I can't stand losing. I can't, bro. You only can lose so much. We was losing bad. And we was losing and losing and losing and losing. I'm like, how the hell they keep getting these Thanksgiving games? And it's a loss. Like, you know what I'm saying? Every time. Every time, man. I think the last time we went to the playoffs that I can remember was the Jets versus the Lions. And from there, like, um, I think somebody got injured or something. But, yeah, that was like my last time, like, watching them, man. But I just, I love everything about Detroit. It's just... uh. Lions, man, I, like I can't, I can't get with it. But yeah, I know all about uh being on your dog, bro. I mean, yeah. first y'all, y'all had a um, I don't even know if you were a fan of them then, but right. when when the Lions had a winless season, and then the Browns had one too. I'm used to being an underdog, man. Um, cause y'all, uh, the Lions had a winless season first, yeah. and then the Browns had a winless season, and then the shit just been, you know, it's really inconsistent. So like, we'll go like. You know, um, at the time, I guess one in fifteen, um, oh and sixteen, four and twelve, yeah. five and eleven, three and thirteen. It's a like, lot of those. Uh, yeah, a lot of those. So like now, of course, like I don't know, like especially online and some of these forums, like talking to new Browns fans is so I don't know, like it's it's just it's so annoying because like I get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You want your team to win, but you can't go around and fire everybody because nah. once you once you start firing head coaches in the middle of the season and just getting rid of players, we saw what that leads to. That leads to four and twelve seasons, three and thirteen seasons. So Well, you know who like, just got fired? Oh, the fucking Raiders head coach, bro. I mean, now granted. It, it was it was granted. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that like that your star receiver has one reception. Your 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 quarterback that you paid that money. Only on overthrew him multiple times, mm-hmm. and this ain't been the first game. I think the game before that, he only had three receptions or something like that. Jimmy G has always been mad though, bro. I yeah. don't see what people see in him, bro. Because yeah. this is what they do, man. The Patriots has a system. All teams have a system, and so I, I'm not gonna knock that. Everybody always talk about, oh, 
Tom Brady wouldn't be Tom Brady if he ain't had a system. Every team has a system. Yeah. It's about what you can produce in that system. Every yeah. quarterback that was in that Patriots system could produce. Once you go to another scheme, another system, you ain't going to be able to produce. He was able to produce in 49ers yeah. with, with Kyle Shanahan. But the Shanahan system kind of works for any quarterback. It does. Yeah. Look at Purdy. Yeah. Look at Purdy. But at yeah. the same time, you also have to study yeah. film. I think Jimmy P... He wasn't studying, man. I don't know what's going on. But uh, again, I can't blame it all on him because he was running for his life. I'm always going to put it on the line unless you just straight out there just throwing ducks to your players with a good line. You know what I mean? So, no, yeah. True. McDaniel's gone. Hey, Josh man. gone. I feel like Josh McDaniel's got so many opportunities. And he's not that good of a coach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's but, a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But for, not a head coach. I mean, and we, we know he's a good team? OC for the Patriots. Yeah, because he was his second team head coach, and I think, because he was a head coach for the um, Broncos, and now he's a head coach for, was a head coach for the Raiders. He wasn't a head coach for the Browns? Josh Daniels, no. Nah. So the, it was the Broncos and the Raiders. So he went to the same division and coached. That's two teams, the, the Raiders and the Broncos in the same division. You know that, right? Broncos, Ra uh, Raiders, Chiefs, and the uh, AFC West. Right? Yeah, and the Chargers. Yeah. So why would you even go back to the same division mm. that you got spanked in before and got kicked out of? The thing is, man, he white. <laughs> he white. And, I mean, you could just be – you can name drop Belichick and, um, yeah, they'll be on your day. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's more of like – they fall in love with the scheme that they doing at the Patriots yeah. that they want it over somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Well, they fall in love with it how Belichick exactly. allows it to be ran. Right. right? So but they not Belichick. They are not. And you bring them over hoping for the best that, you know, they'll bring something similar. Where no. Well, probably in, like, their mind, you know, whoever you bring over, they want to get as far away from, you know, Belichick as possible because they want to build their own brand, yeah. you know. So, yeah, everybody's just not on the same page. Yeah. But, I mean, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know. We going to that game or what? We might as well, bro. When is it? Is, is it this month or in December? It's on the 12th. Oh, it's, it's literally, like, in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to figure something out, man. We do, man, because... I just ain't standing them nosebleeds next time. Bruh, Seat I just... geek finestas. But, it, I mean, it was still a great... Still a great view, but that I think I after going up on that section, 500, yeah. I think I've been on every section of the M&T Stadium because I've been in section 100, 200, 300. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been in every section, and I think I think that's what... Uh, <clears throat> well, I think I I still appreciate it because we spanked the Lions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> but at the same time, the view, the atmosphere was dope and everything. But before we get out of here, man, like I said, I'm going to always do one thing. It's called gym class. We're going to do gym class. I want you to give us a gym or gyms that you can give back to the people here at uh, Relationships Worth More Than Money podcast, the fans. What's a gym you can give? Uh, Go for it. Right. And I mean, this sound, it sounds super cliche, but just go for it, man. I mean, yeah. before I started doing, you know, photography and videography, I was working as a store manager at Verizon. 
Um, reason I stayed there so long is because I was comfortable. It was a, you know, it was a, you know, bi-weekly paycheck that I knew I was getting. I knew I could count on. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't happy, right? Like, my mental yeah. health was shit. You know what I'm saying? And At I'm Verizon? just like, yeah. And I was just wishing I could do something, like, just be creative. I had so much pent up inside of me. Um, but then, like, I was just like, fuck it, man. Like, you know, worst thing that could happen is I'll just have to get another job. Yeah. And, you know, I just went for it. That was in what, January. Mm-hmm. And I just quit, you know. I you sold me that. this phone and this watch. Yeah. And then did. dipped and I, on me. I, I thought I, I was going to be able to upgrade my watch and phone. Because I was like, yo, if quick. I see this nigga again, bro, I don't know what I'm going to do. But uh, <laughs> Finesse me to go to Verizon, man. No, I, I still got Verizon, bro. I just don't yeah. get that discount no more. I know. But, uh, yeah, so then I was, that, that was in January. And now, you know, my business is growing. So you never know what could happen, right? Just don't, don't psych yeah. yourself out thinking of, you know, here, I, I'll give you advice. Write down all your excuses and then write down, you know, the benefits that could come from, you know, you doing what you want to do. And see right. which one outweighs the other. Because I bet you your excuses will sound stupid as hell when you read them back. When you read them back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just go for it, man. Because, I mean, shit, why not? We only live one life. Stop treating it like you get another one after this. Fact. Yeah. YOLO. Well, man, I appreciate you, man, for coming through, man. Um, more more episodes going to be on the way. And, of course, Roland going to be behind the camera. Um we're going to take this off, man. And I appreciate you again, man, for coming. Um, we had a long weekend. Uh, shout out to Kadeem for completing Yo, the uh, my God, Marine Corps man. Marathon, 26.2 miles. My boy was hurting on that last, that last turn. But, hey, he finished. Hold on, I'm going to throw up a picture right quick. Yeah. There we go. Put that, please put that and leave it because that face, <laughs> that face said it all. He like, was like, how y'all know my a name? A million answers. Get the hell out of In that one yeah. picture. So yeah, we're going to definitely throw that up in there. But yeah, man, appreciate you. Roland, anybody that needs to follow Roland, make sure y'all follow Roland at? Uh, at On Instagram, at Roland Mayo. That's R-O-L-A-N-M-A-Y-O. Um, and don't follow my Twitter, bro. I be talking shit. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can also, uh, you know, check out, you know, check out my portfolio, um, link in bio on Instagram. Check out my photos. You know, if you want to work, if you feel like we can do something cool, um, just hit me up. Um, I'm starting to get into short films right now, you know, more in the short films. So, you know, hit me up. Let's see if we can, you know, do something awesome. Yeah. And like that, we gone. Later. Relationships worth more than money. I ain't got no damn money. Ain't got no money. No money.